0: gentlemen, we are back. This is the first episode of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports on KALA HD 2 106.1 FM in the year 2024. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is January 25th, 2024, and it was a bit of a cloudy but fair weather day here in the Quad Cities area and on the campus of St. Ambrose University. I had a little bit of like a mist and a rain mixed in during the afternoon hours, but nothing all too bad. Uh, Also, sorry for a bit of a late start on tonight's episode, only a couple minutes late, had some technical difficulties, but they are all fixed and we are ready to talk sports. So, before I actually get to the sports talk, though, I hope everyone listening in had a fantastic holiday season and a very happy new year. Hopefully, your 2024 is off to a very good start. For this evening's episode, I've got five different SAU sports to highlight that are already in action. And then at the very end, I will be previewing one spring sport in what will probably be each of the upcoming episodes. So to start off episode one of 2024, it is swim and dive, as over the winter break, the SAU swim and dive teams were not very busy, but they have competed since the last episode. On New Year's Day, the teams departed for Phoenix, Arizona for a training trip and returned home for their one competition so far into the new year. On the 20th, both the men's and women's swim and dive teams went to Grinnell, Iowa for the Grinnell Invitational. Both teams placed very well in the Invitational as, starting it off talking about the men's team, it was a second-place finish out of the seven teams who competed. The SAU men's swim and dive team totaled 894 points and had 11 different members of the team place top five in a number of events. I would have to say that either Brett Jones or Benny Zarine were the standout members of the men's team in the Invitational as they both placed top five in five different events each. So very good start to the new year for the swim and dive team. Uh, they were pretty well off in the fall semester, but definitely had some room for improvement. And seeing that the improvement is coming so soon into the new year, uh, it is a very good sign in a, tall tale sign for what is to come for the women's swim and dive team. They snagged fourth place in the invitational rounding up 667.5 points as a team. Like the men, there were multiple members of this women's swim and dive team who placed in the top five with the exact number being seven of the seven bees who placed top five. I give my standout member vote to Irene Artaib. Uh, she placed top five in five different events. She came in second four times and came in fourth once. So obviously for this men's and women's swim and dive team, uh, both teams off to very strong starts. You know, for the women's fourth out of seventh place, not bad right in the middle of the pack when you're really looking at it. So again, you know, kind of like I said with the men's in the fall semester, there's always a little bit of room for improvement, but at the same time, Uh, there's always ways to get worse, and hopefully those ways to get worse do not come because this is a team that can find a lot of success. The women's team started the year off on a bit of a sour note, losing quite a few in the fall. But, you know, closing out the months of November and December, when it came to -to head-to-head competitions against Morningside and Midland, the women's team won both heavily. Uh, In the Luther Invitational back on November 18th, they came in third, and now they come in fourth out of actually eight teams for the Women's Swim and Dive uh, Invitational in Grinnell, Iowa. So a nice showing exactly middle of the pack. As coming up next, these two swim and dive teams, they'll be heading to the Central Notorium uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock p.m. for a matchup with what I guess you could call our little quad city rivals, rivals in air quotes, of course, Augustana. Good luck to both teams. For track and field, these teams were supposed to have competed three times so far in the new year, but technically it has only been twice. The battle in the hive earlier this month was canceled due to weather, but this past weekend was busy for the Bees. To start, some members of the SAU track and field team competed in the Larry Wigzorik Invitational from Iowa City. At the Invitational, two Bees stood out. First, Gabby Butler broke the SAU school record in the woman's 200 meter with a time of 25.55 seconds. Next, Will Reemsma qualified for the Nationals A standard in the men's 400 meter with a time of 48.65 seconds. Now, for those who listen to this show regularly, you might be thinking, man, we hear the name Gabby Butler and the name Will Reemsma every single time Ryan talks about the track and field teams. That is because those two are amazing. Like it is unbelievable. I feel like it feels like at almost every meet they're breaking some kind of record for the men's or women's, uh, school records, national records, uh, qualifying in different races for nationals, stuff like that. So it is unbelievable what those two do. Now, while some of the members like Butler and Reimsma were at that Invitational, other members were back home in Davenport for the Bumble Rumble. The men's team took second place out of the three teams competing in the Bumble Rumble, and to start, Jonah Wilson qualified A standard for Nationals in the shot put, finishing first in that event. The men's team had four first place finishes in total, with Josh Monnet also setting a new school record in the pole vault. The women's team ended up taking first place in the Bumble Rubble with nine first place finishers, including Anna Miller in both the shot put and weight throws. Outside of those first place finishers, the B teams combined to have a large number of top five finishers. I, you know, I was looking at it earlier this morning when I was finishing up the notes I was going to talk about for this episode, and I was going to go through, count them all out, but... It was just so many top five finishers that it was almost going to be too, not too hard to count, obviously, but enough to where I think the point would get across quite nicely because if I had to guess, we're north of 20, probably close to 30, if not more. So, as always, the one of the strongest teams... At St. Ambrose, I think, the track and field teams uh, continuing their success. Both the men's and women's track and field teams will be back in action this week at home for the Fighting Bee Invitational this Friday and Saturday in the Fieldhouse located within the WRC on the campus of St. Ambrose University. It is expected to be a rather large meet in terms of schools coming to St. Ambrose as well as the number of competitors. So good luck to the track and field teams. Now the final sport I'm going to talk about in the first half of this episode of Schistel Speak Sports is the wrestling team here at St. Ambrose. The wrestling team competed five times over break with no official score in Reno, coming in 37th in Missouri, winning against Southeast Community College, winning against Waldorf, but losing narrowly, to Augustana. This wrestling team is very young still, only in their third season of having a wrestling team here at St. Ambrose. So, as always, a bit of room for improvement, but looking at the most recent wrestling match against Waldorf in which the Bees won by a total score of 37 to 14. The Bees had winners of of Jacob Alexander in the one hundred and thirty three pound weight class due to a forfeit, so that gets the bees six points. And then Giuseppe Guerrera in the one hundred forty-one weight class won due to a technical fall, which gave the bees another five. Then getting another six points for the Bees was Diego Machado in the 165-pound weight class over Bowen Ward of Waldorf due to a fall in the one hun- in the one- in the first minute and 22nd mark. After that, Jaden Torones continued his strong season in the 174-pound weight class, winning by a fall over Randry Mogisha. After that, uh, a lot more winners coming up. Uh, Dylan Miners won due to a technical fall over Keith Konacher to get five points in the 184-pound weight class. After that, Tyrese Johnson won via decision 9-4 to in the 197-pound weight class over Jackson Ritker. And then finally, in the 285-pound heavyweight bout between Abdullah Razak at St. Ambrose and Christian Massiere at Waldorf, the Bees won via a fall in the second minute at the 17-second mark And that's how the Bees get that 37-point score. Uh, Waldorf got their 14 points off of a technical fall, a decision, and a St. Ambrose forfeit in the 175-pound weight class. But uh, the wrestling team not in action for this upcoming week. I'll have more on them in next week's episode. But for right now, that's going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD 2 106.1. When I return in just a couple minutes after this station break, it will be bowling and basketball with that uh, little spring sport recap or spring sport preview, I guess we should call it. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday night. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD 2, 106.1.
1: In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at one 800 three two six three nine four two the emergency communication center has been set up we're on the air communication is good good job fellas this is w1aw out I'm Naheem Hines, proud supporter of the Muscular Dystrophy Association. My mom has muscular dystrophy, and the MDA helps her and kids like my buddy Ethan.
0: My name is Ethan, and I'm 12 years old. Thanks to the Muscular Dystrophy Association and people like you, I have more hope than ever before, and MDA funds over 150 care centers for kids like me.
1: For over 70 years, MDA has been transforming the lives of people living with muscular dystrophy, ALS, and related neuromuscular diseases. Learn more at mda.org today. Now, when the baby is fussy, it could mean that she's hungry or wet or she may need to be birthed. I can't believe how much there is to learn about being a new mother. Or maybe she's just tired. Let's put her down for a nice nap right here on her tummy. Oh, no, Ma. She needs to sleep on her back. maybe at night, but this is just a little nap. But we read that you always put babies to sleep on their backs. There's less chance of crib death. They call it SIDS, or Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. The crib also has a firm mattress, and there's no loose bedding or stuffed toys in there. We want to do everything we can to keep her safe. I guess you do know a thing or two about being a mother. How about that? Babies sleep safest on their backs, both at nap time and night time. Always put your baby on his or her back to sleep to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome. For more information, call 1-800-505-CRIB. That's 1-800-505-CRIB. This message is from the Department of Health and Human Services and the women in the NAACP.
0: Hey, Jack, you got a sec?
1: Yeah, sure, come on in.
0: Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away.
0: But the flames are getting bigger. Sh- shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire.
1: No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If
0: you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or a sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org
1: or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Mm, yeah. I'm feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine. I'm 5'8", cloud nine, my head's in the sky. I'm solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo, I'm riding solo. This is KALA. HD2 Davenport
0: and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1 this is the second half of the Saint Ambrose University Sports Radio Show. Schistel speaks sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of tonight's episode, it was swim and dive, track and field, and wrestling as the main talking points. If you missed it, all three of those sports are continuing their very strong seasons. But now, as we enter the back half of the episode. We are going to be looking at the bowling team who's back in action for the first time since the end of their fall season. The basketball team who has been busy over the winter break and a season preview, a little bit of a heads up. It involves three hits, the terms set, bump, spike, and uh, it's the men's team. So if you can take a guess as to what that is, sit tight because we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. So, looking at the bowling team first, the bowling teams of SAU were back in action on the 3rd of January from the Kegel Classic in Addison, Illinois. For the men's team, they picked up their strong season right where they left off in the fall, placing third with a score of 9,184 out of the 38 teams who competed. Lucas Hershrod was the bowler of the day for the Bees, in my opinion, Coming in 10th place, the best overall for the Fighting Bees with a score of 1,079 and an average in the tournament of 215.8. It's about 100 more than I could ever hit, and I think I could hit 115 on a very good day. I'd be extremely lucky. For the women's team, it was also a third-place finish, totaling 7,974 pins knocked down. Sam Upham was the bowler of the day for the Bees, in my opinion, once again individually placing the best out of her team in seventh place with an average of 181.6. Now, both of these bowling teams will be back in action soon, just like the wrestling team. They will not be competing in the upcoming week, so I won't be talking about them as much in the next week's episode, but I will have a bit more on them next week. If you are curious right now, though, they will be staying in Iowa heading to Cedar Rapids, but I'll talk a bit more about that, like I said, in next week's episode, but good luck to the bowling teams as they keep practicing to improve on their games as they have been very fun to talk about in the fall semester, and now I have a good feeling they will be fun to talk about come the rest of this spring semester. Now, this sport that I am about to talk about has probably been the busiest over the winter break, and that is the sport of basketball. Over the break, like I said, these teams have been extremely busy. The men's team has gone 5-4 and four since the last episode of Schistel Speak Sports aired. Uh, last night was the last game of that nine-game series, uh, last night, the men's team took down number 22-ranked Olivet Nazarene by a score of 92-84 to 84 here in Davenport. That game was being broadcast live on hv 2 106.1. If you missed it, it was David Meyer and Jess Vargas on the call. There were many standout players for the bees in this game against Olivet Nazarene, but to me, it was senior Will Spriggs, who recently actually passed the 1,000-point mark in his career at SAU, He finished the game with a team-high 20 points. He also added two rebounds, an assist, and two steals. Now, something to note about the game last night. Head coach Ray Shevlin was not coaching the Bees due to some personal reasons. Hopefully, he'll be back on the bench as soon as possible because I will say something about listening to the games on KALA, uh, broadcasting the games, Or even just being at the games. It feels weird not having Coach Ray on the sidelines. To me, you know, Coach Ray Shevlin is... He's the face of St. Ambrose basketball to me, but realistically, just seeing the legendary career that he has had uh, throughout his coaching career and as a player for St. Ambrose, to me, I almost view him as the face of St. Ambrose athletics. So, to Coach Ray, hopefully you can return to the bench soon. Now, this men's team sits with an overall record of 11-8 overall. Uh, That, to some, may not be extremely impressive. I think this team, you know, when you look at those eight losses, they've been in some very close games to where they could have won them, but just fell a little bit short. So I think this team is much better than the overall record looks just on paper, and I think it shows in the conference, the CCAC or the uh, Chicagoland uh, Collegiate Athletic Conference, where they sit with a record of eight and three. With that, the bees currently sit in third place of the CCAC. If they can stay in that spot throughout the rest of you know the regular season, which includes two more games in January and pretty much a full february that means the bees first game of the conference tournament would be at home but obviously just making the conference tournament obviously should be seen as a success the bees are in a very good spot to you know still have a chance to take claim of the ccac and win it but it's it's going to be a tough task and i'm very excited to see how this men's basketball team does the rest of the way coming up for the men's basketball team in this week uh, until next Thursday's episode, I guess you could say. On Saturday, on this Saturday, January 27th at 2 o'clock p.m., the Bees will be playing in Notre Dame, Indiana at the McKenna Arena. They'll be going up against the Holy Cross Saints. Now, Holy Cross has been playing some okay basketball, you could say. Uh, definitely a team that the bees could beat they're only 2 and 9 in the conference and 7 and 12 overall but the way i look at holy cross i do feel like some of the games that they've lost they could have also won so i think it's a matchup that obviously the bees should be heavily favored in but it's a, obviously basketball is one of those sports one bad day you can't get the lid off the basket and all of a sudden you could be in some danger and actually now that i'm back on the ccac website looking everything over the Bees are actually tied for second with Indiana South Bend at 8-3 and three in the conference. The team that both of those are looking to chase down is Roosevelt, who is 11 and 11-0 in the conference. So a very tough opponent. The Bees do have to play Roosevelt one more time this year, and that's at home. So hopefully the Bees can draw a loud and a large crowd for that one. Now looking at the women's basketball team. Uh, it has not been great over winter break. Three and six over the break. Last night's game against Olivet Nazarene also did not go the way of the bees, as they lost 86 to 69. Now in that loss, three bees did reach double digit in the point column, but the standout to me was Caitlin Thole, who recorded a double double with 16 points and 11 rebounds. The game was actually in reach for the bees for a good majority as they only went into halftime down by five. And it was one of those spots where Luke Vera and I were on the call for that game. We were talking things over before going to halftime's break, coming out of the halftime break. And we said, Hey, you know, you go on a little bit of a run, you limit the turnovers and you just play some sound defense the rest of the way through. And this is a very winnable game for the bees. However, going into the fourth quarter, uh, you know, it kind of fell apart in the third. The Tigers went into quarter number four up by 14, and the Tigers really never looked back from there. The women's team now sits at 4-12 and 12 overall and 4-7 and seven in the conference or the CCAC. As of right now, the Bees are actually in a tie of 8th place in the conference. Now, if the season ended right now due to tiebreakers, it appears St. Francis would get the final seed of the tournament and that would have the Bees on the outside looking in. But obviously, if they are in a tie for 8th place, they can most definitely take claim of that spot. Realistically, you know, Indiana South Bend is undefeated. They sit on top of the conference for women's basketball. But the Bees, 7 games back, and realistically, looking at it, Olivet Nazarene only 2 games ahead of the Bees, and all of that currently sits in the fifth seed. So Indiana Northwest in the fourth seed at 4.5, uh, so that would make them 2.5 games up on the Bees. I think if the Bees go on a bit of a tear and win a streak of games in the CCAC and do it soon, I think the Bees can put themselves somewhere nicely in the mix to make the conference tournament. Now, coming up for the women's basketball team, they will also be playing Holy Cross this Saturday. However, instead of traveling to Indiana, the Bees will take on Holy Cross at home in the Lee Loman Arena at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And then, just like the men's team, they'll be taking on Calumet at home Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Uh, That would be a very good game. Calumet currently sitting in the bottom of the CCAC rankings. With no wins and eleven losses, so that is a very good opportunity for the bees to kind of bounce back and you know win a few streaks, uh, a few streaky games. So good luck to the teams, and I will have more on them next week. Now to close out the episode, it's going to be a spring sports season preview. I'm gonna be doing one sport at a time. I'm not sure how long I'll do this for because sooner or later these sports are gonna be in action, and that's exactly why. Uh, To start out week one, I am going to be talking about the men's volleyball team. The men's volleyball team actually starts their season tomorrow in St. Louis, and they have six games leading up until next week's episode. The Fighting Bees will take on four teams tomorrow and Saturday in St. Louis, two games tomorrow, two games on Saturday, and then the Bees will be at home for the home opener against Augustana on Monday night. The Bees will follow that up at home again against William Penn on Tuesday night. As head coach Ray Green enters his fifth season, I'm sure he and the players who are returning will be looking for some more success uh, this year than last. Last year, the Fighting Bees only went 6-21 overall and 5-8 in the conference, so lots of room for improvement on this men's volleyball team. Uh, I have heard some rumors that this could be a very strong season for them, So good luck, gentlemen, as I will be talking about them a lot more in next week's episode. But that is going to do it for this week's episode of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports on KALA. I'll be back next Thursday at 6.30 p.m. to recap many of the sports talked about today, and hopefully I'll have some very positive reports to give. As always, you can find past episodes of this show on streaming services such as Spotify. Just look up KALA-FM or Schistel Speak Sports. Once again, this has been Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2 106.1. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. As always, have a great rest of your Thursday night, and gobies.